1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. There are many levels to uh, hate Joe Biden's forgiveness of student loans. And I'm not trying to uh, belabor the point. But I'm trying to give you a full context of why it is so wrong. Uh, first of all, for what it says about personal responsibility, that's, that's one thing. Uh, I haven't even gotten into how unfair it is to expect people who paid back their loans or never took out their loans to pay off loans of people who took them out and uh, aren't paying them back. That's pretty self-evident, right? But here's the other thing. I think a lot of people wonder, hmm, how can he do this? How can Joe Biden do this? What's the argument for it to even be legal? Now, not that Joe Biden has ever cared about doing anything and justifying it as legal. The rent moratorium was unconstitutional. I think delaying payment on these loans was unconstitutional. But how they are justifying this is that the HEROES Act, the HEROES Act, passed by Congress, allows the Secretary of Education to do things like cancel student loan debt in times of a national crisis. Did you know we were in a national crisis right now? In this very second we're in a national crisis. Yes, the national crisis is COVID. COVID is the national crisis. Now you're saying, wait a second, wait a second. Didn't the CDC just come out and say we don't have to do the social distancing uh, two-step anymore? That we don't have to wear the masks anymore? Yes. Yes, the CDC did say it. Didn't the CDC just say that pretty much everything they told us was necessary to keep us safe from COVID was wrong? You say, ah, no, they did not say they were wrong. They said they, ready for the euphemism, they did not reliably meet expectations. Oh, yes. No, we're not wrong. We just didn't reliably meet expectations. That means they were wrong. And here we are like two weeks away, two weeks from that. And now the administration is telling us we are in an emergency, COVID, that allows them to use the HEROES Act to justify wiping away student debt. Now, that's bad enough. Okay? That's bad enough. Where did the HEROES Act come from? Where did the HEROES Act come from? The Heroes Act, again, was passed by Congress. I'm going to get to what makes that unique in a moment. Passed by Congress to compensate 911 victims and their families. The Heroes Act. Heroes. When you use the Heroes Act, passed to compensate 911 victims and their families. When you apply the terms of that act to, again, compensate 9-11 victims and their families, you are saying that the people covered under the umbrella of the HEROES Act, again, 9-11 victims and their families, that the other people you are bringing under the umbrella, people who owe student debt that they signed up to pay, are the same as 9-11 victims and their families. That's how you can apply the HEROES Act that applies to 9-11 victims and their families to borrowers and forgive their debt. That is exactly what you are saying. Anytime down through the history of any country, if you say, well, this law we passed here applies over here, In those situations, the circumstances between the two have to be, if not identical, so similar that the law already passed takes care of this new situation. Is that the case in this case? Are people who freely entered into an agreement to take out a loan to finance their college education victimized in the same way as people who were blown up in the towers, killed in the crash of a jetliner in Shanksville, Pennsylvania so it wouldn't crash into the White House, or the same as those at the Pentagon who were killed by another plane to crash? Are they the same? Are they the same kind of victim? It is ludicrous to suggest so. And by using the HEROES Act to apply to college loan borrowers Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi who yesterday changed her tune that the president is not able to do this and she said it was a bold action Nancy Pelosi Chuck Schumer every single Democrat who agrees with this policy is telling you and the victims of 9-11 and their families what they think of the sacrifice the pain the toll that those victims of 9-11 and their families suffered. They are telling you that they think it is equal to, or similar to, people who borrowed money and now find it too inconvenient to pay it back. That is what they are telling you. That is the most reprehensible aspect of this. As bad as the inflationary impact is going to be, as bad as the mental and social consequences of ingraining the idea that once you incur a debt, you don't have to pay it. The worst part of this is, that by applying the HEROES Act to it, you're saying, these people who are struggling to repay their college debts, finding finding it inconvenient, finding it bothersome, finding it cumbersome, the interest rate is too high, whatever the terms of the loan are, not fair, you are telling them, by using the HEROES Act to justify the supposed constitutionality of that, you are telling them that they are equal in suffering to the victim's of 9-11 and those victims' families. I, I, I await someone telling me it's not the same thing. I await somebody to correct me on that. I think it is inarguable that that is exactly what Joe Biden is saying. Now, the other thing I just said, I'm going to get to the fact that Congress passed the HEROES Act. So what does that mean when Congress passes something? It is the normal legislative process of the United States of America. yes. This is not the way Democrats legislate because they can't get things passed in the legislature. And this is why they're so mad about the overturn of Roe versus Wade, because they hammered through abortion rights and invented abortion rights, which were not in law. And there were 30 some states that were opposed to abortion rights at the time the rogue Supreme Court in 1973 okayed it. The Democrats at that point in time had a big epiphany. Wow. Wow. You mean we can make policy through the courts, and we don't have to get the will of the people behind us, we don't have to get their elected representatives behind us, we can just use the courts to make laws? Brilliant! This is why they hate the overturn of Roe v.ersus Wade, because they know they'll never, ever get back to universal acceptance of abortion. And on this particular thing, could Joe Biden have had one of his goofy, whacked squad members in the House propose this? Could he have had one of his devotees in the Senate propose this as a law and then they could have read it and they could have debated it and they could have talked about the merits of it and then they could have passed it as a law and he could have signed it? Yeah, that would be the right way to do it if you're going to do it. But the reason why he didn't do it that way is because he knows he could not do it that way. First of all, even if he had the support of the legislature, he could never get that done in the amount of time he needs to get it done to minimize the bleeding in the midterm elections. And the second part of it is, he has a problem because there are Democrats running in the midterm elections. And isn't it a coincidence that Democrats like Tim Ryan, who've never disagreed with Joe Biden on a single thing since Joe Biden became president, now all of a sudden, have found their own independent thought patterns when it comes to canceling student debt. I'm supposed to believe that for the first time, Tim Ryan is concerned about the inflationary impact of a Joe Biden policy when he voted for a $1.9 trillion American rescue plan and when he voted for the goofily named Inflation Reduction Act. Now, all of a sudden, Tim Ryan is like, oh, gee, I don't know, Joe. This policy looks like it might add to inflation. I I don't think I'm going to have to, uh, I don't think I can go along with this one. Could it be that Tim Ryan is not going along with this one because he knows the people of the Mahoning Valley and the people of the state of Ohio are going to look at this and say, well, that's wrong. I was raised with the value to repay what I promised I would repay. Mm, Yeah, that's more likely. We will talk with Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, top of the hour. Matt, I'm sure we'll have thoughts about the Columbus teachers agreeing to go back to work on Monday. Why aren't they back to work today? They reached an agreement last night. Uh, the, uh, the reason why they're not back at work today is because they need two days to plan what they're going to do in class. Again, I'll say, uh, school was supposed to start, and did start if you went online, yesterday. And they knew it was going to start yesterday. Do they typically wait till like the night before school starts to start planning? Like haven't they done all their planning? So this just tells you all along they were going to strike. The vote Sunday to strike was set in concrete months ago. Otherwise, how would they have had t-shirts and picket signs printed up? How would they have been able overnight to come up with a picketing schedule? You go here, you go here, you go here. It's just another case of where they're lying to you. But it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. No, it was never about the kids. It's about the money, and we're going to find out it's about the money when the terms of this contract are uh, released. So we'll talk with Matt Mayer about that, about student loan forgiveness, and uh, the latest polls that show J.D. Vance ahead of uh, fake Republican Tim Ryan, who uh, shockingly is against a Joe Biden policy now that Tim Ryan uh, is all but done serving as a U.S. congressman, where he voted 100% of the time with Joe Biden. Other... Democrats in swing states uh, also shockingly are against student loan forgiveness. Senator Catherine uh, Cortez Masto in uh, Nevada, she's against it. Wow, Mark Kelly's against it in Arizona. Uh, they're all running for re-election and they're all parting ways with Joe Biden. They're very, very shocking. Uh, I'm so totally shocked by this. Now, Tim Ryan's against it. Tim Ryan says uh, bad idea. You know, bad idea. I'm paying off student loans in my family's bad idea. Uh, Tim Ryan has also said that if he's elected as a senator, he's going to be a senator like Sherrod Brown. He says, I I really, I want to be a senator like Sherrod Brown. I hope to be a senator like Sherrod Brown. What did Sherrod Brown say about student loan forgiveness? I wonder. Oh, here it is. He said this through his uh, mop of uncontrollable, uh, unkempt hair. For too long, student debt has prevented generations of Americans from pursuing their dreams and seeing their hard work paid off. Now, President Biden is keeping his campaign promise to provide relief, to give people power and agency in their lives again, and to unleash the potential of a generation of Americans. Many Ohioans will now have the opportunity to start families, buy homes, and open businesses. Wow, that $10,000 is going a long way.
0: (laughs) You can do all that with $10,000? But didn't I read the $10,000? Isn't eligible for those that are going to college this fall? Didn't it end in June or something? Wasn't what dates or something? They haven't been
1: paying on their loans for three years. So I have no idea. Here's the thing this is not a $10,000 payment to people. They have not been paying their loans anyway. Right. So you're not like, oh, look, look, Joe Biden left $10,000 under my pillow. I can start a family. I can start a business. I can buy a house with $10,000 that you don't have, that you have no intention of paying. What a stupid comment by Sherrod Brown. Like, really, people, all you have to do is just just scratch the surface of a Democratic position. Just take a fingernail, even your shortest one, and just scratch the position and go, oh, look what it says under here. Bunk. Bogus i give you another B word, but I try not to. Many Ohioans will now have the opportunity to start families, buy homes, and open businesses. Oh, interesting, Sherrod Brown, um, ardently pro-abortion, is all about people starting families. Mm. Maybe he's seen the light. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Now, let's give the Biden administration a chance to justify this action. and Who better? Who better to justify this action? Then Susan Rice, Joe Biden's domestic policy advisor. Yes, the same Susan Rice who told us that the Benghazi raid that killed four Americans when Hillary Clinton wouldn't send any help. Uh, That Susan Rice who said that was because of an internet video, which was a total lie. Now she is, being a total liar, the head of Joe Biden's domestic policy advisement team. So, you know, if you're going to explain the cancellation of student death, student debt 300 to 400 billion dollars worth and it'll be twice that by the way uh let's let susan rice explain it go ahead susie q no idea why this is not playing please susan rice Speak to me.
2: I want to get your your general response to this overwhelming chorus of critics, Republicans right now, who say this is unfair, that there are people who decided to not go to college because they couldn't pay for it. There are people who decided to join the armed forces in lieu of going to college because they couldn't pay for it. And this leaves them behind. Is there inaccuracy in any of that? Yes, there is inaccuracy, but there's also a double standard.
1: Okay, there's inaccuracy and a double standard. And Susan Rice is going to tell us why it's inaccurate and why the double standard applies. I can't wait for this.
2: And this is a debate we are happy to have.
1: Oh, are you? Happy to have. Midterm elections coming up. Okay, then you must have a very convincing case. Make
2: it. First of all, Republicans didn't complain when certain small businesses during the pandemic got extraordinary uh, financial relief. Um, And and without having to pay back those loans.
1: Okay. Let me uh, flash back to that uh, PPE program. Uh, Where was that approved? Was that, uh, did Donald Trump uh, sign that in without ever going to the Congress? Uh, No. No, he did not. That was a, a law, a law voted on and approved by the Senate. And when a small business gets a PPE loan, who benefits? from the PPE loan? Just the business owner or the people who get paid for working at the small business because the small business survives? And the people in the community who benefit from the store being open so they can buy the goods or purchase the services that the small business provides? Is this like a student loan forgiveness incident? Something that benefits one single person or is it a Community benefit voted on by the Congress and the legislature. Okay, so you're 0 for 1 on that attempt to obfuscate. Please, please, Susan Rice, try again. But
2: when some businesses needed it and other businesses didn't need it. This is the same principle. We have a country where we all benefit, where the middle and working class are doing well.
1: Okay, Uh, we do. We do have a country where everybody benefits when the middle and working class are doing well. Please tell me how a plumber, a worker who did not take out a student loan and whose taxes will be used to pay off a student loan they did not take out, please tell me how they will benefit. This
2: relief will be targeted to those who need it most. As I said, 90% of those who will benefit earn less than $75,000 a year.
1: Okay, then why not put the cap right there? If 90%... Earn less than $70,000 a year, then that seems like you're including a lot of people in there. But no, no. The cap is $125,000 a year or $250,000 a year for a family. Now, I have experience with a downturn in income. My income now is about a third of what it used to be. You know what we do? We don't take out loans. We don't go out to eat as much. We don't buy as many new things. We drive old cars. We think about every mile we drive. We make sacrifices. That's what we do, Susan Rice. We don't expect the government to bail us out